welcome to the City Students Podcast. In today's episode, we continue our series called The Everyday God, considering what it means to follow God every day of our lives. Sam and the team discuss work days and holidays. Hello and welcome to the City Students Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us, Sam here, as we continue our series called The Everyday God, considering what it means to follow Jesus every single day of our lives. And today we're considering the topic of work days and holidays, that uh, we are fast approaching uh, the summer holiday season um, here in sunny England, and it's such a shift in our lives, especially at university when a final term is exams and deadlines and pressures. And then when that's all over, suddenly there are weeks and months ahead of rest and recovery and very easy days and maybe traveling here, there. And so our, our routine and what our life looks like completely shifts. And this can be a very significant factor in our devotion to God. Uh, Is it something that um, when we're breaking our routine, that breaks our routine with God and we find we come away from him? Or does it inspire further devotion, creative ways um, of taking more time with God? And um, we're going to have a discussion as City Students Leaders in a few minutes about our own experiences of going from term time, work time into holidays and uh, the ups and downs of that. But first we're going to consider scripture. And if you were to look up the word holiday in scripture, you're only going to find it in the book of Esther, uh, in some of the translations. In Esther 9, it refers to um, a month where they go from morning into a holiday where they have days of feasting and gladness of sending gifts of food to one another, gifts to the poor. The word holiday, though, comes from holy days. And you find plenty of holy days in Scripture, particularly in the Old Testament. And these holy days and festivals came out from the um, creation principle that God put in place of the need for rest that he created for six days and on the seventh he rested the Sabbath and that if God rested we certainly need to. Yes in our normal week to week to have at least a day to rest and for further thoughts on that um, you can go back to our busier days and quieter days podcast um, where we we talked about the ebbs and flows of our day-to-day life Holy days, festivals, are about significant moments in the calendar, maybe on an annual basis, where it's about stopping and celebrating. And there are many in the Old Testament. I won't list them all off now, but Deuteronomy 16.16 tells us that uh, three times a year, all your males shall appear before the Lord your God at the place that he will choose for the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the Feast of Weeks and the Feast of of booths, all of these had deep religious significance for the Jewish people. They were holy days celebrating something about God and about what he'd done for them. It was a time of 
feasting, of gladness, of being generous to one another. And that captures the spirit of our holidays. The way we go about them now is different, yes, because of living in a very different culture and society, but also because we're this side of Jesus. We're in the new covenant where um, a lot of those um, the kind of laws around the holy days and no longer directly apply to us. Paul helps us understand this in Romans 14 and also in Colossians 2. In Colossians 2, he says, let no one pass judgment on you in question of food and drink or with regard to a festival or a new moon or a Sabbath. Um, and in Romans 14, he's saying that one person esteems one day is better than another, while another esteems all days alike. These are helpful for us to um, know that we take holidays at different times in the year, the the um, the way our terms are organised, or if we're working, when we choose to take annual leave, if we're able to, we're able to have that permission for different things. Obviously, we do actually still have some holy days with Christmas and Easter, um, but the normal way our holidays work are very different, especially with university where your term times are set, and you go from the hectic. Um, race to the finish of final term with exams, deadlines, essays, the pressure of it and um, it all being squished into a few weeks and uh, perhaps not sleeping so easy and getting up early. And then when it's all over, you have weeks and months ahead of you of rest, of not much in the diary, of time away, of time at home. And this big shift can affect our devotion to God. It can help us towards him. We have a greater amount of time. We have a greater amount of attention towards him. We find more creative ways of enjoying him. If we go elsewhere, we can enjoy the creation of God, these new places that we can discover and see the majesty of God and his creation, which causes us to worship. They're great opportunities for new ways of worshipping God, but it's also times where we can, without really knowing it, switch off from God. And there's something in Deuteronomy 8, which I find particularly helpful, um, considering the fact that holidays are times where we don't think so much about how much we're spending, um, and uh, there's so much free time in our day to do as we like, and this is recorded during lockdown, so we don't have as many freedoms now, but normally able to go and see anybody that we like for as long as we like. This is a, those are things of um, being in a time of uh, relative prosperity and riches and rest. And in Deuteronomy 8, just before God's people are about to enter into the promised land, he warns them about forgetting him, about forgetting their devotion to him. He says, take care lest you forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments and his rules and his statutes, which I command you today, lest when you have eaten and are full and have built good houses and live in them, and when your herds and flocks multiply and your silver and gold is multiplied, all that you have is multiplied, then your heart be lifted up and you forget the Lord your God. And I think that is helpfully applicable to holidays where we are feasting and we are um, treating ourselves and we're doing the things that we enjoy and are pleasurable, we can find ourselves 
forgetting about the Lord, forgetting about his word, forgetting about prayer. I certainly have spotted this many times in my heart. And there's a fight often, a wrestling to stay close to God, to keep giving him my every day. My desire to be away from routine will sometimes stop my routine of meeting with God and thinking about him and devoting my day to him. And I think a helpful um, thought in this is from Paul in his letter to the Philippians, where he talks about these different seasons, the highs and lows, and that in whatever situation he found himself, he learned how to be content. He knew how to be brought low, how to abound, and facing the seek, the facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need, he knew how to stay close to God. And that's something for us to do as well. When we have this dramatic shift from our term time, work time, into holiday time, that we know that in every season, no matter what it is, we can be close to God. He strengthens us to be able to grow and mature and to be more like Jesus every single day. Those are our thoughts from the scripture. Coming up next is our around the table discussion on workdays and holidays. Welcome to our virtual around the table discussion on workdays and holidays. Um, today I'm joined by two of our greatest city students leaders. Um, <laughs> they were in our previous episode along with Elliot, but um, unfortunately we've had to relegate Elliot. And um, we're left with, with our favourites. So um, if you want to quickly introduce yourself, a little bit about yourself, um, we'll start with you, Grace. Hi, I'm, I'm Grace Gressmeyer, and um, I'm originally from New Jersey in the U.S. And yeah, I've lived in England for six years now with my husband, John Mark, and um, I work in administration at the University of Kent. Great. Thank you. Jonathan? Mm. Howdy. Uh, I'm Jonathan, or John. Either's fine. Um, I came to Canterbury, yeah, like seven years ago, studied military history at the University of Kent, which is good fun. Uh, I now work at the University of Kent um, in a kind of a similarly administrative sort of role. So, yeah, it's a good time. Wonderful. Thanks for joining, um, particularly on this hot day um, at the time of recording. It is sweltering. And we're all in our <laughs> upper rooms, which I know is very biblical. Gathered in um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, it's, it's pretty hot. Um, so let's get let's get started um, on the topic of work days and holidays, and that um, we're heading towards the summer season, academic year being over, and um, and all this time off. What's the best holiday you've been on, and a reason why, Grace? Um, so the best holiday that I've been on was a couple years ago. John Mark and I went to Ireland. Um, and it was just, it was amazing. We, we spent most of the trip hiking um, across the country and just spending time with each other, talking, exploring, um, resting. We had an agenda, but it, it was very relaxed, um, which was nice. And the trip was really special for me because um, my mother is Irish and um, 
my mom's grandparents immigrated to the US from Ireland in the 1920s. And on this trip, we found some of our our family, some of our relatives, and we sort of did the typical American thing. And we went around knocking on people's doors, um, basically asking um, if anyone knew the Conroys. and so we ended up meeting meeting a relative, and it, it was just amazing. Um, so it was, yeah, it was very significant. It was restful and rushed, and just a lot of time in nature and a lot of significant moments with with mm. people. So wow, that sounds idyllic. <laughs> it sounds beautiful. Yeah, British people would never go around knocking on someone's door. No, I, I was going to say that <laughs> it was a bit cringy. <laughs> no, that sounds very nice. It sounds wonderful. You've set the bar high. Uh, how about for you, Jonathan? Um, for me, pff, oh, so, so many to choose from. They, they call me Mr. Worldwide. Um, no, they don't. Um, I, uh, I'll, okay, I'll say, actually, it was a trip that I, it was, it, was, it was kind of meant to be like a university trip, but it was basically a holiday. I went with our own Elliot Courier, in fact, back oh. in um, third year. We went to Prague and to Vienna with like our various people from our course. Um, went to the battlefield of Austerlitz, stood where Napoleon stood. That's a good wow. time to realize for, probably for 90% of people listening to this that they couldn't care less about that. But uh, for me, <laughs> that was cool. Um, but yeah, no, Prague was really nice um, and Vienna as well, but it was nice to sort of be with peers, um, other students and stuff and went to a football match over in Vienna. That was fun. Mm. And, um, wow. Yeah, I wish Elliot was here because he could... You could talk about he was woefully underdressed for a football match outdoors in February <laughs> in uh, Central Europe. But wow. uh, that's a story for another time. That but is. Yeah. We'll just uh, leave that to our, our imaginations. Mm. Oh, no, nothing. He wasn't scantily clad or anything. It was oh, just, right. It was just very cold and he was wearing okay. like a blazer and shirt. It was he just didn't have a coat on or anything. No, ah, there was nothing. Okay. No, he he wasn't covered in like body Phew. paint or anything. Or maybe he was, and I'm lying. Uh, no, anyway. <laughs> moving on. Oh, great! Who doesn't look forward to a holiday? Um, <laughs> we can be a part of a society where that seems to be the way, where we're kind of counting down to the holidays. And um, at uh, whilst at the time we're recording now. Uh, we're on the cusp of the end of the academic year and going into the summer holidays. And I have many memories as a child and as a student of looking forward to that that time. Let's get stuck into the meat of our conversation and share about how we find shifting from our work times into holiday season. What do we notice that are good shifts in us and those things that aren't so good When it comes to our devotion to God, do you notice any differences, um, both in the good side of things and and the bad side of things? I am. I love shifting from work into holiday mode (laughs) personally. And uh, I tend to get very grumpy when I have to have to then shift back to work. Um, I don't really like a busy routine. Just personally, I I think I thrive taking things at a slower pace. Um, So for my personality, a typical work week can just feel very full on. And I can sort of find myself continually looking ahead to to the weekend or to the holiday or to the break, um, to the time of rest. Um, But I have noticed in my life that my my devotional time definitely thrives when I have a routine. So when I get to the weekend, when I get to the holiday time, I think I can crash um, and my routine can just sort of go out the window. 
<clears throat> and also I, I noticed that during holidays, I can be very focused on just myself, my, you know, my rest, my comfort, my relaxation. Um, or if, if I'm on holiday, I might be really focused on um, an agenda that I have um, of, of seeing something or exploring somewhere and, and just wanting to get the most out of the day. Um, and I think, you know, these two extremes can be typical for, for a lot of us when we, when we suddenly have this wide open space of free time, we can tend towards, you know, being, being lazy, or we can tend towards another extreme where we're, you know, trying to be a super achiever, um, and just get stuff done. Um, and I think it, yeah, it's in these extremes that, that my devotional life does suffer because I'm just being very me focused. Um, so I think it's really about a perspective shift and, and a priority shift. And I felt really challenged by the Lord in, in my life to, to not treat discipline and routine like it's the enemy of rest. Um, and also mm. not to associate my devotional life with just the, the Monday to Friday routine or, or the mm. term time routine, but to find ways to incorporate routine and rhythm into my free time and really to put God at the center of that routine and um, the priorities of my heart rather than just an agenda item that, that I want to tick off really. So mm. um, once again, very eloquent, great. I'll have to try and, scrounge something like that um uh yeah yeah i like holidays that's it no um, that's great <laughs> <laughs> no i think yeah i think uh yeah since starting i'm a bit more new to full-time work um than both of you guys so i think i definitely appreciate my holidays having that kind of regular routine really helps me with my um, kind of devotional life and stuff like that so obviously when it goes on holiday you're taking a break from work but I think it can also be like oh, i'm gonna i'm taking a break from everything actually mm -hmm. um like all the re like re yeah routine is like the enemy in my day-to-day -day life the thing that i'm trying to get away from when i'm yeah. on holiday so mm. i'll throw that away and it's kind of it's understandable as well because obviously like you say if you're going on holiday with like you know friends that you don't see very like you see once a year say and obviously your holiday there's it's still a very short amount of time like you kind of not you sort of the mindset is like oh I, you know i need to make the most out of you know this time that i've got with these people um and you know the time you know this time that i'm at center parks or whatever because you know i'm not going to be here forever you know i can always catch up on my you know bible reading next week or whatever when i'm back at work but but yeah obviously that's not really kind of the heart of it because it's about obviously you know you want to be you want to make the most of those opportunities that you get given you know whether your relationships with other people but that should never be the neglect of your relationship with God either. So, um, yeah, like it's about habits and it's about, yeah, recognizing that, that, that like Grace was saying that the habits and the disciplines aren't stopping you from resting. If anything, actually, you know, it probably help you rest and enjoy your time off more. If you continue to kind of be mm. in your devotional life, praying, mm. reading the scripture, that sort of thing, you know, it'll give you that greater appreciation because I know I've, I know I've found in the past where I've had, you know, a week off or whatever, you get to the end of it and you'd be like, oh, what like, what did I actually do really though? Like it didn't feel like, you know, so it was a nice relaxing time, but didn't, it didn't necessarily feel like a rich sort of time mm -hmm. because you just sort of switch off, don't really like think much about anything and, um, and it sort of passes you by. So I think, um, yeah, holding on to that discipline and then kind of 
staying staying with God through that, and it, it kind of helps you savor the time as well, and also recognize what a blessing it is to be able to have holidays. You know, actually, mm-hmm. it's quite a it's a modern idea that we can not work for a bit. So, yeah, I think that needs to be reflected in the way that we devote that time to God just as much. Yeah, yeah. Let's put ourselves into student shoes um, as none of us are currently students, um, but. Uh, being alongside and ministering to and caring for our students and for you two both working on campus, what do we notice about the summer holidays and how it affects students? What do you remember of your um, university time and particularly in our um, relationship with God and our devotion to him? I think for me, the summer holidays you know, are obviously good, but in terms of like, faith life and sort of war oh god it was it was always very challenging because when i was in canterbury obviously i was at city church which is a you know wonderful church and community and it is. Um, so many people it is. It, it is i mean yeah just quick shameless plug um i mean if you listen to the podcast i feel like you're already like you know at least <laughs> fringes um anyway um yeah so i was uh, in canterbury i had city church and also you know the cu at kent which is this great community full of you know people my own my own age or my own generation as well which was quite novel um and that was like term time was such a great time and then going back home to my family um in sheffield where all, all my family are also um christians and that's a great blessing my dad's a vicar in the church of england um, but going back to my parents' church, where it was like very suburban, sort of older people, older congregation, and um, sort of not really anything like city at all. Still, still a very nice church, but not a lot going on for me in terms of you know peers or um, stuff to really get stuck into. Also, I'd not really been. We moved to that church sort of just before I went to university, so I didn't really know anybody. And so basically, mm-hmm. coming home over the summer. Um, it, it meant that kind of like I just didn't really have a church for mm. three months. Um, yeah, which is which is tough, and I think that's well, I, I don't know, but I assume that's kind of the experience that some of our current students would have as well. Mm. Um, mm. So I think one of the main issues is sort of fighting for that community, um, mm. and obviously you know you spend three months of term time building up bonds with other people, whether it be at church or on your course or whatever, and then that's all gone for three months. That was what was. That was what was hard for me, at least. Mm. Yeah, I I agree. I, I think that um, the summer holiday it, it can be like like you're saying, John, like returning to another world for for a lot of students, and you know, returning to the non term time life at home. And um, I sort of experience this whenever we go back to visit family in the states. I always sort of feel like I'm straddling two worlds where. You know, I have the world with my friends and family in the States and then my world here with our church and our friends and our colleagues. Um, yeah, so I, I think it looks different for everyone, um, but the summer is, is definitely a shift in, in that routine and, and just a real shift in, in who we're spending our time with and, and where we're putting our time. Um, and I think, too, that in the summer we can become really disconnected from the challenges that we face during term time, um, you know, when we're on holiday or, or thing, you know, we're just relaxing, things are going great. And, um, 
I think sometimes that can lead us to very quickly forget our dependence on God and sort of feel disconnected from some of those challenges that we face at university. So, but then on the other hand, I think the summer is such a gift of time and that I think maybe for, for a lot of us, for a lot of students, we, um, yeah, their devotional life really, really thrives with the extra space. So, um, yeah, but I, I think for me, definitely, it's it's the challenge of, of being in that other world and and how do I sort of um, maintain a, a routine in my devotional life when I'm, I feel like I'm in a different world in, in the summer. So with those thoughts and maybe any other that cross your mind, any like kind of advice, hints, tips, ideas, thoughts that can... Um, address those difficulties and challenges mm. that we face. Yeah, I, I think it's really it's really healthy and it's really good to be proactive and to look ahead and sort of recognize the the challenges or the distractions that we might face in the summer um, that can pull us away from from that rhythm of consistent devotional time with God. And I I just think. I, I think we talked about this in the in the last session, just that, you know, the Lord just knows us so well and, and what we need practically. And I think it's just, yeah, asking the Holy Spirit um, to, to show us what, what practical steps do I need to take to, um, to be consistent in my time this summer. Um, but I think that... Um, for me, um, having an accountability partner is really great. And, and John touched on, you know, being, being away from our Christian friends and community, you know, for some of us in the summer. And I think that um, it's just really, really helpful to stay in touch with friends and, and to stay in touch in terms of w- what God's doing in our lives and, and spurring each other on. So I think, mm. I think that's really helpful. Um, and I think, thinking outside of the box as well and, and getting creative, maybe shift um, our perspective on what time with God looks like. Um, I don't know, maybe we, we change what time of day we, we spend time in the word or, or maybe, you know, pray while we're out on a walk rather than um, when we're inside. I don't know. So I, I guess just asking the Lord for, for him to show us what, what can, what practical steps can I take to, to be creative and really um, be consistent this summer? Yeah, I think sort of, yeah, fighting for community when you're away from your primary community is really important. Like I say, whether it's even just kind of keeping in touch with people from church over, you know, Facebook or whatever, or if it's, you know, even like finding another church, you know, if you're thinking like, I can't, you know, get by with just, you know, messaging such and mm. such from small group, like then, yeah, find find another church where mm. you where you are, um, if you, if it's worthwhile. You know, especially if you're the kind of person that, you know, is going to be home a good amount as well. Then, um, like I, I never was, but um, then then yeah, there's there's tons of great churches in, well, I like to think every city. So, mm. um, so yeah, find that, do whatever you need to to find that, um, community, and I think as well the tendency can be when we go home is to, to focus on kind of what we don't have relative mm-hmm. to our previous situation. So you're like, Oh, you know, my friends aren't here. Mm-hmm. My church isn't here. I can't, you know, go out. I don't have, but like, I think you can think you can look at your situation wherever you are and see 
like what opportunities has God given me here? So for me, you know, it was I could go home to Sheffield during the holidays, and no, I didn't have my church, but the thing that I did have at home, which I didn't have at university, was that actually I had loads of non-Christian friends mm. um, that I'd been by at home coming through school. My entire like friendship group, none of them were Christians. Um, and whereas that was kind of the opposite at university, pretty much all my friendship group were from the CU or from church. So actually going mm. home was a good opportunity to kind of be a witness to, to people and, um, to kind of have that opportunity of evangelism. You know, I'll be the first one to say that I didn't make the most of that opportunity as much mm. as I could have, I should have done, but, um, yeah. but yeah, like think, yeah. think about what you actually do. You know, you've got time, you know, like, so, you know, it's when you're, university at work you know you can't go on a three-hour walk to kind of mm. you know pray and worship and stuff but you can do that so think about what you actually have and and yeah and make use of it however you can that's such a great encouragement especially this summer because i wonder how many of us are going into this summer sort of just feeling really sad that mm. um it, it doesn't look the same this year in in lockdown and i do just think like you're saying, it's such an amazing opportunity to ask the Lord, well, I can't do A, B, or C that I was planning on doing, but what, how can I shift my focus? And, and what do you have for me to do in this unique time where, where we're all staying home and, and the summer just looks really different. So yeah, that, yeah, that was really encouraging to me. Mm. Yeah. To think that the word holiday comes from holy days and yeah. the idea of celebrating God, we always have an opportunity for that and to be able to yeah. see that, isn't it? If, mm. if we are able to go on a holiday, how can I use that holiday to celebrate God? Mm. Um, but even in this lockdown time, um, to have so much time with family and to have a slower pace to things, it's another opportunity. Mm. It's not ignoring the challenges, but it's being able to see how God can still use it for our good and for our building up. Um, great. I think that uh, neatly rounds things up today. Um, thank you so much for your time and for your wisdom. So, yeah, to finish up, coming up next, uh, just a couple more thoughts, ideas, resources to help us in our work days and our holidays. Thanks, guys. No worries. Peace. You can say goodbye, Grace. Oh, bye. Sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, don't just let it be me. Bye. I also never made the connection between holiday and holy days, by the way. That's that's blown my mind. It's not yeah. blown my mind, but that's an overstatement. But nice. I should have yeah, worked that out. That. Anyway, uh, goodbye. I'm definitely going to leave that on. Now you can, now you can both say goodbye. Bye. Farewell. <laughs> We're coming to the end of our episode now on workdays and holidays and just a couple of further hints, tips, ideas to help us consider the long summer ahead of us. And the first one is just to particularly highlight what was shared quite a few times during our discussion about being a part of a local church. Um, that when we head home, we may already have one that we have been part of previously, maybe we've grown up in um, or uh, a family have moved and it's a new place, um, but they're part of a local church and still being stuck in there. It's really valuable. It's a um, quite a distinct season of life as a student to potentially have two very strong church communities that you're a part of. 
And so making sure that you are part of one during your summer holidays is really, really key. Um, and maybe you weren't part of one before. Maybe you became a Christian whilst at university or you're from a family that's, that don't go to church or family have moved, but they're not part of a local church. Take some initiative. Uh, this is all part of growing and maturing and learning to lead yourself in following Christ. It's daunting. It can be quite intimidating. Um, the options might be few and far between, especially ones that have uh, people of the same age. If you're moving to a uh, perhaps a smaller area, a more rural area, typically the age demographic is going to be older. Please don't let that stop you. Go and give things a go. It is so important that we stay in community, stay within the body of Christ, that we can encourage and challenge one another in our walk. And it's a beautiful thing to be part of a diverse church, that it you can be part of somewhere that doesn't look exactly the same as your church at university. There's lots of things, yeah, that can be challenging about that, but lots of things that can be really wonderful about it. So don't let the, the size... Um, or the demographic of the church put you off from going along and trying and seeking out a Christian community. Give it a bit of time um, to to find that place that uh, you feel particularly at home, Um, but don't write it off and uh, don't look for the perfect church. Just look for somewhere where you can find community and uh, that they love Jesus, love his word, and uh, you can see that you're able to grow. A couple of other thoughts is to be ready for the summer holidays. A strange thing to say perhaps, but it can creep up on us once you've been stuck in for your final term with all the exams and deadlines, you're swamped and overwhelmed by it all. And you go into a cave um, and when it's all over, you can suddenly come out and see the light. And you realize, wow, there's so much time ahead. What do I do with it? If you're prepared for that shift, It makes a big difference so that you're able to um, very quickly go into this new season and stay devoted to God. And in that kind of thinking ahead, make a plan. You with with the time ahead of you, there is this great opportunity to be creative and be slightly different in the way that you engage with God. You can have a longer devotional time with God. You can spend more time with God's word. Have you ever read the whole Bible? Maybe that's a challenge for the summer or you've never read the Old Testament. Um, Set yourself those kind of big, uh, big, big challenges and big goals um, that, that don't weigh you down. If it doesn't quite happen, it's not the end of the world. The heart is to be devoted to God, but it's a great opportunity to do that. And also for whatever holidays look like, think ahead as to how that holiday can still be a celebration of God in your life. Like we said in the discussion, if you're able to go to places and hopefully the summer um, lockdown will start to ease and we might be able to start traveling. It might be locally. Um, I'm assuming within the UK is is the best we're going to get. But uh, if anything like that comes up, how can you use where you're going and what your time will look like to be with God and to celebrate God. If you're going into creation, how can that inspire your worship? If you're going to be with particular people, how can your time with them be used for the glory of God? Other things that I would normally mention on this topic are things like big Christian festivals. They normally go on through the summertime. 
And those are amazing retreats, almost pilgrimages, really, um, of of really, really dedicating your time and your attention to the things of God. And unfortunately, obviously, this summer, those things aren't going to be happening. Look out online um, for if things are going to be heading to uh, to be online instead of being um, face to face and, and in person. See if there are those things. Um, but it might be even kind of later down the line. Um, or, or towards next year, your, your summer next year, where those things can still be good. Um, there are summer teams that I know people like UCCF uh, put on, uh, short-term mission trips that you can go on. Um, those would be happening in our typical summers, obviously not this year. But uh, that's a good tip for uh, later down the line, or maybe you're, you're listening far off into the future, and, you're not, and we're not in lockdown anymore, and these things are permissible. Go and do them. Uh, I remember them very well as as a student, and they were life-changing. That is us done for today. We have one more episode left in this series um, called Today and Tomorrow. And um, it will be a real climax to this series. So hopefully you'll be able to join us for that and listen to that episode. As for this one, we've come to the end. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next time on the City Students Podcast. Mm-hmm.